Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into this week's edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, let's jump right into it. Let's, uh, the title of this week's podcast is Anatomy of a Busted Forecast. Um, oh. Yeah, let's quickly reset. So last week we were talking on the show that you guys were looking at the possibility of really probably your first real major winter storm and everything looked really good on the models. And then what happened? Uh, like Okay, so Monday things were looking good. Tuesday things were looking better. Wednesday things were looking insane. Insane to the point where they put us in a winter weather watch Wednesday until Saturday at midnight or Sunday at midnight, I guess. Okay. And so it was, I mean, it was looking intense. They were talking a tenth to a quarter of an inch of ice. And then on top of that, four to six to eight to ten inches of snow. And it was just looking really good. I mean, weather service was using terms like this is going to affect the power grid. Like it was looking incredible. And I was like, all right, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. First winter storm, bring it on whatever we all wake up Thursday morning and they everybody backed off I mean backed off nothing was going to happen little bit of snow two to four inches and I think the big problem well I don't want to say problem but I think the models were forecasting and predicting off of a storm system that had not moved over land where all the weather instruments are so Thursday, when it finally moves ashore, get better data, and all the models just, like, flipped, basically. Just 180, nothing's going to happen. The storm system slowed down. It swung a little further south. Texas got it. I mean, Texas yes, got it. Lubbock got some snow. Eastern Texas got some rain. We didn't get anything. South of I-40 got a little bit of ice, a little bit of rain. I got some sprinkles and like 10 minutes of sleet Friday evening, and that was the extent of it. But it just, uh, I'm I'm bummed because I was looking forward to the weather. Sure. And but it... I, I know that it's hard to predict the winter weather, and I'm just, Twitter, it, Twitter's making me mad right now. There's just so much hate going on on Twitter. And it's just not directly to you. It's directed to anybody associated with the science of meteorology or weather or any type of forecast, you know, outlet uh, in, you know, the Oklahoma state area. Now, again, we understand that models can change and we have seen that happen. But Bonnie, have you ever recalled such a 180 so close to an event starting? You know, I really haven't. It's like... Friday we went to bed expecting this winter storm and it was literally Thursday we woke up and it was nothing's really going to happen. It was just, it was a complete 180. But again, the storm system had not moved over land completely. And so that just changed the amount of data, the accuracy of the data, everything. And 
uh, it just, it was a bummer from a standpoint of I was looking forward to snow and ice, but I completely understand things change. And the thing is, they were saying that from day one, they were like, this is what it looks like right now. This could change this. These numbers are guesses. They would put totals down like three to six inches. But of course, people only read the six inches. They don't listen to the three part, you know, and so. You know, David Payne actually said something really good in one of his videos. He said, you know what, if I was talking about rain, just a regular old rain for a week happening this weekend, and it didn't happen, nobody would say anything. But because this was winter weather and it not happening, everyone's up in arms about it. And that's so true. If it was just a regular old rain, no one would think twice of, oh, he's been saying it was going to rain all week, and it didn't. No one, it wouldn't even phase anybody. So it's just... It's one of the hardest weather phenomena to predict because all it takes is temperatures to fluctuate, precipitation, humidity to fluctuate a little bit. And that was the other thing. It was actually a couple of degrees warmer here than they had originally thought it was going to be. And that makes a huge difference. And people just don't understand that. They would rather just criticize. And I know things got canceled for Saturday and that made people mad. But if they didn't tell you and... (laughs) just let it happen and you had no warning whatsoever you they'd be just as mad so there's really just not pleasing there's no pleasing anybody i would almost rather be safe than sorry and i again i understand that that's the case that happened here but you're right you're talking about the difference of and this is the 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 most hilarious part to me three or four degrees if that one or two like it makes such a huge difference that little tiny fluctuation in degrees and that has to be measured from here from the ground to the top of the clouds and we just don't have the instrumentation to measure every square inch of the atmosphere from here to the top right it's like we talked about last week and the need to you know have a have a vertical profiler somewhere or some instrument that will tell you the temperatures you know in the different layers of the atmosphere when you're going from the ground up to the base of the cloud and then even once you are in the cloud but Man, I, I feel for you because, you know, I, I followed along from up here in Oregon and I was super excited for you that you were finally going to get the one winter storm that you had been waiting for for a long time. And when you and I had traded texts about, you know, is this a possible bust, following some of my other friends that work back there, they were like, oh, you know, bust, but then, um, you know, a new model run would come out and they're like, oh, well, maybe we're still, you know, maybe this is still going to happen. And it got to the point where, even the forecast time when it was supposed to be clearly was not. And you made the point. Yeah. Southern, uh, South of you got hit a lot harder. Lubbock snow was absolutely incredible. And I want to say the stat and I know I'm going to be wrong on this, but I want to say that they received, you know, their average snowfall for a year in this just one storm. And that had only happened like a few times in history. They get, you know, a couple smaller snowstorms every year, but the amount of snow that was dumped in this one 24-hour period basically equates to the amount of snow they normally get for one year. And so then the storm tracked through Texas into Arkansas, Tennessee, and it's now impacting uh, Virginia and North Carolina and South Carolina. And those snow totals are impressive. Um, I've seen anywhere from a half an inch all the way up to 18 inches plus uh, in some big rural city, you know, some big metropolitan areas um, in North Carolina and South Carolina. So, yeah, why they stole our snow. They yeah. stole our snow. They really Texas did. Texas stole our snow. Carolina stole our snow. And so now I'm salty at everybody. So But you got revenge <laughs> in the Red River shootout last weekend. Uh that is true. That was whew, that was good. 
And you do have a new Heisman winning quarterback. I was so. just going to say, and we've got a Heisman winner. So Oklahoma's not doing too shabby, I guess. Right. You just, you want the winter weather. It's nice for the hardware, one but you'd time, rather have yeah. winter weather. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> so Bonnie, now that the storm has gone through, what is your guys' forecast looking like going forward? Uh, you know, cold mornings, 40s for highs, maybe 50s this week. There's a little chance of some rain later this week towards the end of the week that might be kind of a snow mix. But you know what? That's still like five days away. So who really knows? <laughs> so now when you're looking at forecast models and these come into view, say, you know, six days or five days or four days, how much stock are you going to put into it? How gun shy are you going to be when trying to make a call now? You know, the same. I'm going to stick with how it's been because they can't see on Monday. They couldn't possibly see that it was going to be that drastic of a change on Thursday. You can't see the future. So all you can do is base your information on what you're seeing at that moment. And each day it changed. Tuesday it went up. They talked about it looking more intense. Wednesday, they talked about it looking more intense because it looked like it was going to be more intense. And then Thursday, when it looked like it wasn't going to be, they said that. So they just went with what the models and the data showed at that moment, which is all you can do. We're not wizards, you know, like we're not sorcerers. Like all you can do is go off of what's being presented to you in that moment. There's a reason why meteorology is called the imperfect science. Because... It's imperfect. You really don't know what's going to happen until, honestly, it's on top of you. And even then, you know, everything has to line up for it to, to perfectly happen. But um, so, yeah, so one of the areas, you know, that we look at when we, you know, analyze a busted forecast is, okay, one area like Oklahoma City didn't get it. However, an area like Lubbock did and got more than they expected. So when you look at the models that way, you know, what is your takeaway, Bonnie, in terms of that? Was it just a busted forecast for one area or a miss across the board? And yet somebody still scored basically in terms of snowfall. I think that the intensity of the storm was predicted correctly. But the movement changed. It swung further south. But if it hadn't, Lubbock snow would have been Western Oklahoma snow and parts of central Oklahoma snow. So it would have happened. So the storm did what it was predicted it was going to do. It just did it in a different spot. Okay. But it did it. And Texas never gets snow like this. So it, that was crazy snow, crazy snow. Like you said, they got their record snow in the one, the one hit. It didn't even take the whole season. They got it poof in one shot. So it really, to me, it was, know. they had it, but it just, it just swung south. What are you going to do? We can't, can't change the movement. It, it moves south, more south than what they thought to begin with. Okay. So now here's the question of the day then. Is it truly a busted forecast or just a missed forecast? Just a, a missed forecast and not yeah. even missed. I wouldn't even say missed. I would just say, cause that just sounds a little harsh because it it just swung south. It was just a little off, right. I guess. Well, you know, it, it's funny. While you guys were dealing with that, you know, midweek, out here in the northwest, we've had um, a cold pool building between the Cascades and then into central, and wa uh, central Oregon and central Washington. And so this cold air just comes and it sits. And then eventually it 
creates its own high pressure and it waits for a low, either a surface or a mid um, atmosphere low to kind of start drawing that air down the Columbia River Gorge. So we've had that situation blowing cold air into the area for a long time. Well, Thursday afternoon, lo and behold, the National Weather Service about three o'clock issues a winter storm advisory saying the chances of freezing rain have elevated for the gorge with temperatures near or below freezing and with more, you know, precip coming in, you're going to get the evaporative cooling, so temperatures will fall. So they're calling for freezing rain in the gorge. Now they've added certain aspects into the Portland metro area. So North Clark County, once you cross the river into Washington, and then Western Washington County, which is the county I live in, uh, up against the coast range, where, again, this cold air tends to pool and has a little bit thicker um, of a profile, so you either get more snow and or freezing rain out there. And then into the West Hills between where I live and downtown Portland. And so everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, freezing rain. I'm like, no, 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 hold up here. The possibility of this happening exists. We know that. I mean, the temperatures are a little iffy. Um, maybe being a little overcautious on the National Weather Service uh, on their forecast, but I can see that happening. So, um, you know, we're looking at possibility of freezing rain. So I do a, a live video on Facebook and it never fails to happen. You can lay out every single city and every single town and somebody will still ask, well, what about the town you didn't mention? And so it's, you know, one of those things where we go back to talking about a, a broken forecast or just a forecast in general. People want to know what's going to happen to them in a certain specific spot. Yes, their and, house. Yes. They don't care about their neighbor. They want what's going to happen over my roof. And it's like, okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like you, you have to understand. Yes, I understand. There are a million different microclimates and any little thing can change. I mean, there are times, and you know this, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, you're driving down the road and you go down a little dip, kind of like into a gully and then come back up. The temperature is always colder at the bottom of the dip, right? Because mm -hmm. the cold air drains into the basin. So when somebody's asking me like, well, you know, my neighbor up the street who lives a mile away, his house is, you know, 25 or 30 feet taller than mine. And his thermometer says 41. My house says 36. Am I going to get snow and he's going to get rain? And the answer that's no, because you have to have the complete level of the atmosphere cold enough for snow. But you might have the chance of some of that rain that does freeze, but you're not going to be looking at snow. And so, you know, having to analyze these little microclimates here and there, it's just one of those little things that you nitpick when you look at a forecast and especially one that does not happen. And the reason why I bring up the freezing rain is because eventually nothing did happen outside of the gorge, which we knew was probably going to be the case. They just wanted to put the word out there that, you know, this had the likelihood or the slight possibility of it happening. And so, you know, someone's like, well, I never got freezing rain in my house. I'm like, you live in the middle of downtown Portland. You were never going to see freezing rain. And I made that point perfectly clear. This is not for you. Okay. You're not in Gresham. You're not in North Vancouver. You're not out near Forest Grove you're going to see just plain rain. And people are just like, oh, okay, I didn't really understand what you were saying. And I just sat there and so I was like, okay, maybe something I said. So I went back and I watched the video. And I literally just wanted to like, you know, facepalm and send him that emoji and be like, how you weren't able to ever understand what I said, I don't know. Right. And that's part of the problem is people don't listen to the full Yep what sentence or paragraph they just pick out words and things that they want to hear and it's like you know 
I hate to say it this way, but meteorologists dumb it down they do. as much as they can so that they can, everyone can understand it and people still don't listen. And that's honestly the problem is they don't completely listen. And that's in everything, not just weather forecasts. Sure. That's a problem with humanity. So it's like, I mean, you can only do what you can do. And if people don't want to listen or, or hear what you're saying, then, I mean, that's on them, you know? Right. And my favorite example is, oh, well, my phone says snow. And yet none, and I turn on the TV guys and nobody's talking about that. Well, why is that? Why does my phone know more about you? And I'm like, it doesn't. Your <laughs> phone is displaying one of 50 variations of the model run. And the one that's happened to be displayed is the one that's saying snow. Why yet 49 of the other, you know, ensembles that make up your model run say rain. So, you know, well, those generic weather forecasting apps or the ones that come with phones, I don't trust anyways. You know, I've got the Oklahoma Mesonet downloaded. I've got radar scope, things like that, like actual apps that actually pull all the data, not Correct. just those generic little temperature and cloudy or sunny apps. You know, it's like right. legit more accurate and so i just i don't know sometimes it blows my mind how people don't completely understand everything but then i have to remember not everyone's obsessed with weather like i am sure some people even here in oklahoma look at radar and they go i don't know what i'm looking at and i'm like the green is rain the yellow is heavier rain and i'm like how do you not know that and sometimes i have to remember like some people truly just don't understand but that's why it's dumbed down not to sound derogatory but dumbed down so it, that it can be understood, but I mean, there's it, only so much you can do. Yeah. It comes into the fact where people are complacent where, okay, I know I can turn on the TV or I can look at my phone. I can get a, what they believe to be an accurate weather forecast. So yeah. when one goes sideways, no wonder they're upset because they're like, well, but my phone said, or you said this, well, you also saw something that was presented to you in real time. Yeah. And you should understand that these things change, which they do. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, every six hours or every 12 hours, depending on what model you look at and trust and forecast off of, there are little changes. And yes. four days of little changes equate to one big change. If you see something on Monday and lo and behold, Friday, it's not happening. So. Exactly. Exactly. But people just, they, people really just want to point out when you're wrong. And sure. the thing that gets me is throughout the whole week, I was talking with coworkers and just people talking about, oh, the snow this weekend. And they're like, oh, I never pay attention to that. They get it wrong every time. And it's like, it, it, it like, it, it bugs me. It really does like actually irritate me, but I just don't even bother to get into the argument with people. Yeah, but there's it's just no like, there's no it, reason to argue with them. They, they're, and they're the ones who, when the time comes that they really need the information, are going to be like scramble, like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to find this. And you'll be like, listen, hey, I'd love to help you. But, you know, we win. But we never the... get it right. So yeah. why tell you? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to be in my storm shelter. You can go ahead and just, you know, drive down the freeway. Yeah, exactly. Right? You'll be able to exactly. outrun that tornado in your car. <laughs> And, you know, and unfortunately that's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of a situation, but that's what happens, especially in yes. your neck of the woods. And, you know, up here in the Northwest, it, we joke in the weather community that there's the national weather service curse, where if they issue a winter storm watch or a winter storm warning that the forecast will bust 
and it will not come to fruition. And so, you know, we kind of joke about it. But again, it's also true where, you know, sometimes the National Weather Service might issue a winter storm warning or a watch. And it's, I, I don't know, iffy at best, maybe. And, you know, you have your TV guys that are coming on that have been in the market forever and they know the science and they have their meteorology degrees and they're going completely opposite. And so it's this really interesting dynamic to see where people fall in terms of who they believe. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say the TV guys get it right more often than not or the National Weather Service guys get it right more often than not. But I think there's a pretty you know healthy blend of who's right, who's wrong and. You know, again, it's a difference of maybe one degree, two degrees, three, four. Uh, maybe the, you know, storm wobbles a little bit north or south or east or west. Little variations can change a forecast. And again, I think, unfortunately, people see something at one point and believe that it's going to hold true for, you know, one day, two days, three days, four days. And if it doesn't, you know, everybody starts to complain. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... I think that you're right when it comes to people and who they believe and want to listen to. And I think the reason they listen to the TV meteorologists more, not saying that they're wrong because they are just as good as weather service and storm prediction center and everything, but they can actually see the TV meteorologists. Yes. They have something tangible, something to put the prediction with, like this is coming out of this person's mouth. But when it comes from the weather service and the storm prediction center, it's just notices, it's warnings on your phone, it's watches and things like that, but you don't actually see the people, but you know, they're the ones that have all the equipment, all the Mm -hmm. latest and greatest. I mean, some of the weather stations or some of the TV stations do too, but Weather Service and Storm Prediction Center, especially, they have all the tools. So they are just as informed and know what they're doing. And, I mean. There really is so much, you know, information out there. And when you look at, you know, the TV side of it, uh, you know, I again, these guys still, you know, they will relay the watches and warnings. That's their job, right? And so to back to your yep. point, though, I think a lot of that has to do with, OK, well, this meteorologist says we're having this warning. So they may associate that warning has come from yes. that, you know, and that that I understand. It gets back to the communication and we, we will definitely talk about that at some point on this podcast. You know, the ability for the National Weather Service to relay information in terms of watches and warnings. But when they issue something and people talk about it, that's the best part. When they issue something and people scoff at it or just say eh, they don't know what they're talking about, that's where it gets really dangerous. Yeah. So, you know, it's just. Exactly. It's, and. It's just it's really strange because, you know, we try our hardest to relay the information that we believe is pertinent and will help people. But when people don't listen, it does get frustrating. So I, you know, I understand, uh, you know, earlier to what you said, you know, your Twitter's making you mad. I get that because, you know, people are just doing their job. They're relaying the information as best they can. And it's not like we can control the weather because if we could, you know, we would be sunning 75 all day, every day. Exactly. So. But we're working with what we've got and what we've got pretty good 
but nobody's perfect and the models are man-made so those aren't perfect either and things happen and the big thing is that those models were going off of something that had not even moved over land yet so the data it was using to to formulate any forecast was not the best because it you know we don't have anything in the ocean really we've got like what weather buoys here and there scattered but we don't have the radars and the you know, weather stations all over like we do on land. And so once it moves on land, then we can get so much more information. And that's all that happened. And it's like, the the bottom line is there's no pleasing people. Give them too much warning and nothing happens. They're not happy. Don't give them enough warning and something happens. They're not happy. You just got to do what you can do. It's damned (laughs) if you do and damned if you don't. So. So, Bonnie, earlier you were talking about you guys are kind of in this chillier pattern. Is that going forward, or what's the consensus for you guys this week? Yeah, that's pretty much the pattern. Um, Cold in the mornings, warming up to 40s in the afternoon, Um, possible precipitation later this week. Um, Looking like it could be a cold rain, maybe a little bit of snow, nothing super crazy that they're talking right now, and it'll just kind of depend on how cold it gets or doesn't get. Fantastic. And up here in the Northwest, we are into a really weird pattern where temperatures are in the mid 40s. Um, You know, sometimes I'm looking at my watch right now when we're taping the Sunday afternoon, it says it's 37 degrees outside with showers. So we're in the worst part weather wise for me. It's cold and it's wet, but it's really, really cold rain. And I don't like that. So temperatures are going to get up into the lower 40s and then we will eventually climb up into the lower 50s. But it looks like we're going to have the atmospheric river turn instead of going into california directed right at the state of oregon so temperatures in the lower 50s but we're looking at rainfall rates over the course of a day of maybe an inch or two so lots of moisture um hopefully it's cold enough to build up a mountain snowpack if temperatures are in the 50s down the valley chances are probably they'll be getting snow excuse me probably somewhere above the pass level and above some of the ski resorts but we can hope that we build at least enough of a base here that we keep that snowpack going because that really is important uh, come spring and summer. So um, it's going to warm up a little bit, not a whole lot, but a lot of rain. So it's kind of dreary and typical winter here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, it sounds more interesting than here right now. It's been sunny all day, but freezing cold. So kind of all this cold temperature is going to waste right now. So hopefully something comes along in the next few weeks. That's what my fingers, fingers crossed for that. Right. And I, again, I hope we get some snow or something, especially for you guys, because after you bust a forecast like that, man, I feel for you. Now you're just kind of waiting for the next chance. And I hope, I hope, I hope it comes to fruition. And you guys get plenty of snow in Oklahoma city. Right. And everyone can just shut their faces about it. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Bonnie, I appreciate it. This has been another edition of B squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I am Bonnie in snow free Oklahoma. And we will talk with you guys next week. Bye.